Season 1 is over. We tackled Jason Voorhees, Pinhead, and Death himself. We have survived. A new year has come. Season 2 of Beauty and the Geast Podcast has begun. Welcome back to the Beauty and the Geast Podcast, where we watch movies so you don't have to. Uh, I'm one of your two uh, fantastic co-hosts, Pat DeGeest, along with the beauty himself. That'd be me, Scott the Beauty. We are here with 2021's Halloween Kills, the second-to-last movie in the franchise. For now. Yes, for now. It's been a... uh... A Groundhog Day of uh, Halloween's not quite exactly the same, but uh, it's been Halloween over and over on our podcast. And uh, yeah, this one, uh, this one kind of starts off direct continuation of Halloween, the uh, 2018 Halloween. Anyway, it uh, sort of picks off, picks up exactly where the last one left off, right? Like uh, uh, carnage of the, that last Halloween ends. Stephen Hawkins or Sheriff Hawkins <laughs> he's like bleeding out on the ground some kid comes up to help him and they have a bit of a flashback to young Hawkins the uh I guess Michael Myers initial killing spree yeah this was this was Cameron from uh the previous movie who yeah. was Allison's boyfriend who yeah got caught kissing another girl while he was uh at the high school dance yeah, he goes out and notice notice uh, Hawkins bleeding out on the street. And goes his friend to help Damon, him. Uh, who was up on the fence after he got killed by the fence last movie as well. Yeah, had his face like impaled by a uh, spiked fence. <laughs> yeah, they do have a bit of a flashback. We cut back to 1978, where uh, uh, the original killing spree of Michael Myers uh, uh, they have Hawkins there and a uh, another cop. I don't even know the other cop's name. He doesn't last long. And and this is okay. Yeah, yeah. They're they're there. Uh, the other cop, yeah, gets starts getting choked out, and uh, Hawkins decides. You know, he's trying to calm Michael Myers down, which obviously from watching. Uh, 11 other <laughs> movies of this doesn't really work all that well. No. Uh, so Calming decides, him down never works. <laughs> no, he decides to start shooting and his first shot hits um, his partner. They do they do flash back to them talking about, yeah, how uh, he used, he was forced to go hang out with Michael Myers when they were younger. So he knew Michael before this. And all Michael wanted to ever do was really sit, you know, stand in the in the window of his sister's room and look, stare out the window. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so he knew the house. He knew the room. Uh, they walk in. Michael grabs his partners, like I said, choking him out, ripping his eyes out. Uh, he shoots at Michael, hits his partner. Then Michael drops the other guy and starts walking outside. And uh, every everybody, you know, uh, Hawkins runs out there, tries to get Michael to stop from going outside, shoots a couple more times at him, doesn't hit him at all. Michael pays 
zero attention to it just keeps walking outside <laughs> yes and so then hawkins goes back into his uh into the room where his partner was shot and uh, is there trying to you know base he lies to his deputy partner saying that he you know he he shot him he, he got him don't worry you know don't worry about that and then the guy finally dies and uh michael steps outside all of the police officers are out there they're all ready to shoot him um hawkins actually walks out and like kneecaps him and drops him down to the ground then they show loomis walk up behind him and he's getting ready to to shoot him in the head and uh hawkins stops him from killing michael right there yeah and this i guess is supposed to be a big uh I don't know, character developing moment for Hawkins. Uh, I don't know. I, I assume made the moral call. You don't uh, <laughs> shoot a you don't shoot a prisoner who's down in the head, but uh, he will will come to regret it. I guess. <laughs> I would certainly seems like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they uh, they they cut back to uh, Halloween of 2018. Kind of the the last moments of the uh, last movie we covered um michael myers killing spree that night is kind of the talk of the town they got some people at a local bar there's like a talent show going on uh old old man tommy doyle is there played by anthony michael hall that was fun <laughs> yeah went from paul rudd to anthony michael hall yeah and he go it's it's interesting. He goes up during the talent show. His talent is just like reliving the memory of the killing spree in his head. And they've got like all the survivors from the uh the 70 1978 killing spree there. I uh I forgot half of them. Melanie, Lonnie, something like that. Marion, Lindsay. Marion. Yeah. Lindsay the babysitter. Yeah, all of them. And they have a little toast to like all the survivors and to Lori Strode wherever Lori's at toast to Lori and then they of course cut to her they're taking her in the ambulance from the uh the burning house where they trapped Michael Myers the end of the last film they're taking her to uh like I guess the hospital firefighters are going the other direction and uh she's pretty pissed she's no just let them burn yeah, let them she- burn and she wants, she doesn't want them to put out the fire. No. And of course, uh, which firefighters, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's the one thing that they're trying to do is put out fires. Yeah, right. They got, I mean, what, what are you going to tell them? Just, hey, stand by and let it burn. Uh-uh. Firefighters have their own code of ethics. They, yep. uh, they reach the house. Um, I don't know what the guy's strategy is. Maybe looking for survivors. One guy like runs in alone, uh, kind of falls through the floorboards into the basement where Michael Myers is trapped. Um, Mike, of course, like clubs him to death with his own uh, fire utility axe. <laughs> Another guy comes in uh, thinking his partner is down there. Oh, yeah, the partner did a radio for help that he'd fallen through the floorboards. So. Another, another firefighter comes in. He's, like, sticking his hand through the hole, try to help. You know, grab my hand. Grab my hand. Of course, uh, someone else grabs it. Kills yep. him, too. Yep. Then he, yeah, he makes it out of the house. Stabs the other, the other firefighter. So 
Michael yeah, it was escaped. that was an interesting scene because <laughs> they're like, I'm sure they're local. They know the legend too. Because uh, I'm sure when Michael Myers comes out with a mask on, they like they know who this is because they immediately take like battle posture. But they first they shoot him with like the high pressure hose. That of course does not stop Michael Myers. One guy comes at him with another axe. Of course that does not stop stop Michael Myers. Third guy comes with one of those big like uh, I guess it's a circular saw, but like the big kind that you I should they use it to like cut through walls and shit to save victims. That might have been a good weapon, but the, he goes for like the big sweeping overhand blow, which Mike just blocks easily. Yeah, then he kills all three of them. <laughs> and he's loose. He's loose on Haddonfield again. God damn it. Yeah. You would have thought they would have learned by now. Yeah. You know, all that hard work. Like, they, and they reference it later, but like a lifetime of preparing for this uh, on the part of Laurie Strode. And, uh, I don't know. He escapes the trap quite easily and is on the run again. <laughs> and at the same time, yeah, Lori, uh, Lori's daughter, Karen, Lori's granddaughter, Allison, they are all at the hospital. Uh, they are all kind of beat up, but they all survive with uh, Lori getting the worst of it. But uh, they they still think that Michael's dead and things are going to go fine. They, uh, I don't know. The trick, trick or treat, the trick will be on them shortly. So we, uh, I think after that, we cut to Lori's elderly neighbors. They're having a good Halloween. They're like flying drones. <laughs> In the house. In the house. And like eating Cheez-Its and stuff. Um, drinking, drink, drinking whiskey, eating Cheez-Its. Yeah. Yeah, my kind of Halloween. Like drones, Cheez-Its, and whiskey. And uh, they, oh yeah, they crash the drone. It like goes in some dark door. Uh, they're like, "Hey, go get, go get my drone!" And then the uh, drone just like gets chucked out of the darkness at them. And they're like, "What? What's going on there? Who's in there?" Uh, they go in, turn the lights on. Turns out it's Mike Myers. He's half charred, but uh, still unstoppable. Still <laughs> smoldering a little bit. Yeah. As soon as they turn the light on, he immediately smashes the light again to to shut it off because he doesn't want to be uh, doesn't want anything to do with any sort of light source in this one. It appears. So, yeah, yeah he uh, he he basically reaches out through the broken door and uh, smashes the guy's head into the wall multiple times so he passes out and uh yeah he likes he likes he likes bashing heads into walls that's one of his favorite moves or into solid objects at least yep and then so then the wife decides she's going to turn on the light she turns on a a tubed fluorescent light which uh again michael just reaches in, takes out of the fixture, smashes it in half, and then proceeds to stab her in the throat with uh, <laughs> said shattered light bulb. And uh, as she's stumbling around bleeding out, he drops the he he drops the rest of the bulb on the ground, shattering it. Goes back, picks up the husband, throws him on the on the kitchen table. Proceeds to take every knife out of the butcher block and and just stab him repeatedly 
with just one at a time with each knife in the chest until he is dead as well. So they both die there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, over and over and over while the uh, the wife is bleeding out watching. <laughs> oh, it was fun. Yeah, yeah, he, he wasn't, he's, in this one, yeah, like you mentioned, he's not nearly as upset by teens having sex as he is by uh, lighting, I guess. <laughs> Old people flying drones. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I think they cut back to the uh, the bar, the talent show bar with uh, Anthony Michael Hall, a.k.a. Tommy Doyle at that point. And uh, news is finally catching up with the events of the last movie. Uh, they're talking about like a killing spree. Michael Myers is on the loose. Um, all the old survivors, like I mentioned, are at the bar, but now they're seeing what, what went on in the news. And, uh, they, they're not going to be passive this time around. Let's put it that way. They're like, Hey, let's arm ourselves and just beat Michael Myers to death. That's their plan. <laughs> yeah. Tommy, Tommy Doyle really wants to, cause he's kind of leading the charge on, on that. Yeah. He just grabs a bat. And in fact, a, uh, a couple Halloween party goers, they go out. They're about to like drive off. They see someone in the back of their car and they're like, hey, uh, he's he's in my car. Mike Myers is he's hiding in my back car. So they're like the bar bar folk arm themselves with bats and pitchforks and shit. And they uh, they go out there to confront him. Car just drives off uh, down the street, crashes shortly after that. But uh, as the mob catches up with them, there is no one inside, but they're kind of chasing uh chasing this shadowy figure throughout town and, well yeah uh, the news the news did say yeah everybody but two have been found have been found um as far as uh the escapees from the from the bus crash so yeah yep and this is uh <laughs> it's a bit of foreshadowing there Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. And then they cut to, uh, like I mentioned earlier, this is one where they we've got like kind of multiple parallel plot lines going forward in time simultaneously. They jump jump back and forth too. They yeah, they definitely did. This was not necessarily an easy movie to uh, to follow. <laughs> yeah, at times. Yep. They uh, I think they cut back to the hospital around here. Where uh, Karen and Allison find out that uh, Mike is still alive. They don't take it well, as you'd expect. <laughs> uh, Allison wants to go hunt him down. Karen tries to talk some sense into, into Allison. Um, but again, town is sick of this shit. Uh, it's, it's becoming common news all over the town. Like Gangs are arming themselves. Uh, forming mobs at the hospital as well. They uh, they want to fight back, which I guess is great. After so many years of this, um, they're they're not gonna take it anymore. Yeah, Karen really puts her foot down, and as far as that goes, and is like, "You need to go wait in your grandmother's room, and uh, you know, I will take care of 
dealing with Michael Myers. And uh, so she finally reluctantly agrees to it. Uh, but obviously she didn't listen because she sneaks away and joins up with uh, the other guy, Lonnie, Lonnie. Lonnie, I believe, yeah. Lonnie and Cameron, because Cameron is Lonnie's son. Yes, and they uh, they follow a few vehicles around. One of them is uh, has a lot of the survivors. I think they stumble on Mike first. It's Lindsay and Marion, and uh, I forget yep. the doctor and nurse couple. <laughs> yep, yep, the doctor and nurse couple. They are not named on Rotten Tomatoes here. Yes, they uh, they stumble on. Uh, well, they go to a park. They see some kids like swinging at a park, and they go to warn them, like, "Hey, kids, go home." There's a there's a mass murderer on the loose, and the kids are like, "Whatever, we're just out here uh, playing hide and seek with a man in a mask. What's your problem?" And they're like, "Oh, really? <laughs> Run! Yep, get out of here." Yep, and they uh, they hop back in their car. Somehow, somehow Mike gets the drop on them, and very ninja like gets on the hood of the car. Uh, I think it's Marion's packing like a little heat. She brought her pistol with. Shooting through the uh, the roof doesn't doesn't stop Mike. Of course, he reaches down, like grabs her by the hair through the window, um, rips her hair out. She uh, she eventually gets gets stabbed to death. Um, well, she she gets she gets away at first. Um, he he doesn't he doesn't kill her right away. Um, so oh yeah, he, you're, I think you're right. She, yeah, she she fires off a couple. Of, she fires off through the roof trying to get him. Then he grabs the the naughty nurse in the back seat, uh, and she eventually gets out of the car and runs, starts to run away. Uh, and then the doctor's there. Then Michael, yeah, opens up because Lindsay is kind of the main character in this part of the of the movie here. Yeah, so she's the one who has. Uh, gone to tell the kids they need to go home, get out of here. And uh, Michael, that yeah, Michael gets into the car, stabs Marion. The doctor decides that he's going to um, try to strangle Michael Myers with his prop stethoscope. Yes. <laughs> and Michael pretty much just laughs that off and stabs him in the eye. Yeah, yeah. A butcher knife through the eye. That was a good one. And uh, then the naughty nurse decides that she's going to get back into the fight. She disengaged like Maverick did, but now she's going to re-engage. And uh, she starts shooting at them because the doctor was nervous about handling a gun. He had never fired a gun before, but she knew how to fire a gun, but she couldn't hit the broadside of a barn with it. Uh, and eventually she gets up to the, the Jeep that they were in, and uh, Michael just... She's pointing the gun at Michael. Michael just kicks the door, hits the gun, uh, and it flips back on her, and she shoots herself and kills herself with <laughs> trying to. <laughs> and at that point, uh, Lindsay, or no, I think Lindsay might have been right before that. Um, but anyway, Lindsay hits him with a pillowcase full of uh, paver blocks or big rocks. Uh, and uh, then takes off running through the woods. Eventually, she pulls a Frodo and the rest of his crew and hides in the crook of a tree while he uh, searches for her. 
and he can hear her breathing, you know, and kind of, he can almost hear her, but he can't locate where she is, and eventually he continues on his journey home. Yeah. Heading to the old Myers place. Yep. It's where he always wants to be. Yep. Um, there's, uh, there's a scene right around here. I think it's at this point where they have a, uh, uh, speaking of home, I think it's a gay couple are now living inside the old Myers house. Yes. I believe their names were big John and little John. Yes. Yep. And, uh, they get some trick or treaters at the house. Well, they're, they're trick tricksters. They're playing the old, uh, dirty razor and candy trick. So, like, they have a girl, she knocks on the door and says, help, you know, my friend got some candy and there's a razor inside. So the two guys rush out to help and, like, the the friend is, like, laying on the ground with, like, bloody vomit next to him. And then somebody else sneaks into the house and, like, steals all their candy. Yep. And then they giggle and run away. Yep. Yep. And then uh, not long after that, they're uh, they're at home and they're getting like strange knocks on the door. And they think it's more uh, tricksters on Halloween. So they go outside to confront them. Don't find anybody there. Go back in the house. There's uh, like blood on the walls. They arm themselves with some uh, some butcher knives and stuff. They kind of go uh, prowling, sneaking around through their own house, looking for the intruder. Of course, uh <laughs> This is a good death scene. Big John finds him first, gets stabbed, and then gets the two thumbs to the eyeballs, where, like, the eyeballs pop out of his skull. And then, uh... <laughs> nobody, little... nobody sneaks better than Michael Myers. No. No. Which is, yeah. He's a man of many talents, because he's huge. He's always wearing, like, big boots, usually. But, yeah, he's sneaky as hell, man. But, uh... Little John goes and finds Big John dead. Again, Michael Myers kind of just looking out the window, probably out of his sister's room. Little John confronts him and I guess just stands and waits to die because they sort of pan away. He screams. That's the end of Big John and Little John. Well, not only is he very sneaky, but he's very quick. So when he does see you, he's just going to... He's Even if you see him first, he's still going to have the advantage to get to you. But I believe at this point, yeah, at, at this point, Lori has now woken up and uh, she is happy. She's relieved that Michael is dead, <laughs> even though he's not. But nobody has the heart to really tell her. Yes, they're they're keeping it away from her. And uh, because, I mean, this is the most human she's acted since... Uh, any since any of this has happened, so she's uh appreciate they appreciate the fact that she's just being Lori, she's not being uh like Sarah Connor, like trying to rid the world of the evil that is Michael Myers. So mm-hmm. they 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 bring Hawkins in uh because he's still he's still alive. And uh, they have a little bit of a conversation about how uh, he feels, you know, he he's the reason that Michael's still out there and uh, that he was not, Michael was not the one that attacked him. It was the doctor. It wasn't Michael. And 
that's how they there's another there's a whole big incident now with the emergency room that's how she finds out that michael is still alive i I believe it's the people that show up from the bar um that are there yeah and so Lori uh, actually steals Hawkins' painkillers and injects herself with some painkillers because she <laughs> needs to go find Michael. And now become now comes the whole incident in the hospital room. <laughs> yeah, this is a wild one. We uh, we kind of we kind of hinted at it before, but uh, uh, I guess the 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 guy in the very beginning at the bar hiding in the back of the car. Uh, just, uh, just an escaped patient from is it Stony Brook, something like that. Smith's Grove. Smith's Grove. <laughs> S. I had S right. Yeah, and the the townsfolk, I guess, have chased him all the way back to the hospital. Uh, they're, yeah, they're an angry, raging mob with pitchforks at this point. Well, they're they're very certain that it is Michael Myers. Yes. Be, and and Laurie continues to say, and Karen has continued to push the fact that Michael Myers will be coming to that hospital. So there are people there waiting to help protect Lori from Michael Myers when he shows up to the hospital. Uh, But this is just the guy who was not Michael Myers, who happened to be on that same bus, who is just there to try and get some treatment. Uh, And they begin a... They they begin a very big mob chase scene throughout a, a, a crowded hospital trying to track this guy down with Tommy Doyle at the lead. Yes. And uh, Karen is trying to talk some sense into them. She's trying to shout like, this is, it's not him. It's not Michael, but you know, it's a, it's a, it's a big mob. It's, I don't know, 50 people at this point, just armed and shouting. And uh, they're, they're sick of, Michael ruining Halloween, so this is going to be the last one. They're uh, kind of searching for this guy throughout the hospital. Uh, Karen does find him first, like, hiding. And she's like, I'm going to, you know, be quiet. I'm going to protect you. They, they, like, lock. She locks him in a, I guess it looks like a hallway where you can lock the door at each end. And the the mob is trying to bust through uh, to get to him and beat him to death. I guess, I guess he sees what's coming. He doesn't want to go out that way. So he, uh, we're, they're on like the fifth or sixth floor of this hospital. He just jumps out the window to his death. I mean, this guy was a patient in a mental institution. So I can only imagine what a mob of people would, you know, how much that would freak somebody out like that, though, too. So, yeah, right. Yeah, right. What a violent mob chanting for his death, you know, <laughs> armed with, with, melee weapons what that would do to his psyche not nothing good i'm sure no no it wasn't surprising that he jumped out the window to his death and there's a quote like i don't know supposed to be introspective i guess like we we have become the monsters now (laughs) yep (laughs) they're trying to get deep but uh, i just want more like eyeballs popping out of people's skulls i know we're monsters You'll get it. Yeah, hell yeah, more, more, uh, more brutal killing. Although that was a brutal one. They like showed, they showed the close up of the guy's body, and it was like <laughs> mangled arms and guts spilled everywhere, and he twitched a little bit. It it was pretty gruesome. It was pretty graphic, for sure. 
Maybe, maybe the most graphic one. That one of the eyeballs, maybe. I don't know. There was some good graphic deaths in this one, which which I always appreciate. Um, let's see. After that, I think it's uh, is that is that where we follow Allison and Lonnie again? They go to the old, they go to the old house. Yes. Yeah, yep. I think they go to the old Myers house. Allison, Lonnie, Cameron. I think Lonnie goes in first. Cameron and Allison wait outside. Kind the of. Car. They they give them about fifteen seconds of going in first before they they go in. Yeah, yeah. It's it's enough time though. <laughs> it's all Michael needs. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they're tiptoeing through the old house. Cameron uh, feels some drops on him, looks up, and uh, Lonnie is is dead. He's been shoved into one of those like ceiling trap door hatches that lead to the attic. Um, dripping blood down down on Cameron. Tough way to find the old man, you know. Yeah, I wouldn't want to find my dad dead that way. Yeah, he doesn't. Uh, he does not have time to mourn his father. However, Michael springs his trap, uh, comes rushing out of the shadows. Um, they are armed. They Allison has like a shotgun, and I think Lonnie has some sort of pistol. Yeah, somebody had an entire arsenal in the trunk of their car. Yes, so. in a fishing tackle box. I like that. Like, what do you think? What do you think I'm going to catch with this tackle? <laughs> so it's passing out weapons to to the mob. So yeah, of course, uh, Cameron gets killed right away. I don't think there's anything super graphic about that one. They're lo- uh, they're lousy shots. They both miss with their guns. Yeah, and uh, Cameron gets his head bashed in by Mike. But yeah, nothing nothing too wild for that one. Yep, Allison busts in, tries to hit him with the shotgun. He just deflects the barrel like it's nothing, and uh, she misses the shotgun shot. Throws, I think, he throws her down the stairs, and mm-hmm. uh, she's about. He's standing over her, about ready to kill Allison when uh, Allison just looks at him and like, do it, do it already. And uh, then that's when you see Karen come in from behind with a pitchfork and stab him in the spine. All right. Heroic mom moment. Yep. Yeah. And, I- and then there's a, a bit of... Uh... <clears throat> While while Mike is down on the ground, Karen rips the mask off and uh, kind of use it as bait. Uh, she's trying to lure Mike away from Allison and like, hey, you want your mask? Uh, come and get it. And it works. Yep. And he goes out into the street and guess what? It's high noon in the old west because the lights all flip on, multiple cars there, all these people show up. And uh, it's it's Myers beating time. Yes, the trap is sprung again. Yeah, it's Tommy Doyle. It's at least uh, it looks like I don't know a dozen other townsfolk, maybe more. And uh, they just they just go to town. <laughs> they and go the to last... town on Mike Myers. Yep, and the last thing is Karen picks up a knife and stabs him in the back. Yeah. Yeah, he takes a beating. Baseball bats. There's a lot of baseball bats. Uh, he gets shot a few times. Right. And then while he's down on the ground, uh, Karen Karen gives him a good old stabbing. 
on his prone, struggling corpse. And, uh, yeah, they beat the shit out of him. Uh, however, there there is, like, this weird, I don't know, uh, they keep cutting back to Lori at this point. Again, yep, they're Lori, tra- they're- Lori's back in the hospital talking to Hawkins, and uh, they keep saying, you know, oh, you can't kill him with brute force. There's all, you know, they don't, they don't <laughs> say how you're going to be able to kill him, but they know that brute force is not an option, and uh, the more force they throw at him, the more evil he becomes, and uh, now they know what they have to do next or whatever, and, uh, yep, you see Michael... Come back to life. Yeah. Yep. As she's saying that, Mike uh, gets up and he returns the the smackdown on the townsfolk pretty pretty viciously. <laughs> Slashes to the neck with a butcher knife. Um, that sort of thing. Uh, just one after the other goes down. Uh, unfortunately, including Tommy Doyle, he's like the last one. He goes at him with a bat, but uh, this time. Strikes out, strike three, as they say. Michael, yeah, Michael grabs the bat from him, hits him with it, knocking him down, shattering the bat, and he takes the bat and stabs the the shattered bat and stabs him with it. And they also show, too, I don't know if this is actually going to be part of the movie or not, but they show, like, Allison and Karen in the ambulance, and uh, Karen gets brutally murdered in the... In the ambulance, so there's there's a lot going on here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Karen, uh, yeah. Mike sneaks away unnoticed. Yeah, gets the drop on Karen, kills her, and then they uh, they show Lori Strode, who, who just oh, wait, Lori tries to call Karen, and of course nobody picks up, and then Lori's just like, "I'm coming for you." Roll credits to be continued. Yeah, the the final, at least currently final installment, Halloween Ends, is the last one. Yep. So, your thoughts? Um, I mean, as far as like quality of plot, eh, quality of you know special effects and everything, yeah, it was pretty damn good. I, I would yeah. I would give it a solid six out of ten. Yeah, I'm with you there. I uh, generally mostly liked it. Yeah, yeah, I like the gore, good gore. Like I said, the the eyeballs coming out of the guy's head, uh, the dude falling off, uh, the stabbing, stabbing the the doctor through the eye with a butcher knife. There was some good good death for sure. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know. I I half really liked the townsfolk rising up storyline. Like and half did not. They I, I didn't like the uh, I they were going for some sort of deeper message about like you fear you know fear is the ultimate evil. You can't be controlled by fear and blah 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 blah. I don't I don't like deep messages in my horror movies. I just want killing. Give me more good old fashioned killing. I'm a simple man. Yeah, kind of seemed like yeah they were trying to almost bring Frankenstein's monster into this. Like Michael Myers is Frankenstein's monster. And then by the end, they kind of realized that they were the ones that were all, you know, they were just as monstrous as, as Frankenstein's monster was. Yeah, that's, uh, that's what they seem to be going for. And it was weird. I just like gory death. 
<laughs> They're not going to win any awards for a Halloween sequel, you know. You know. No, I mean, no, you don't expect them. Don't to. even try. But All right. uh, I, that, uh... <laughs> yeah, that's you know, roll credits. Halloween ends the last, last uh, I guess installation uh, of of this of this series for the moment will be for next week so now yeah we've got our game that we promised you guys last week and it's the top five josh hartnett movies from each of us <laughs> oh yeah i gotta pull up my list real quick forgot to open it in mine mine i feel like i gave half away i <laughs> I shouted every Josh Hartnett movie that I really enjoyed the last I, time. Yeah, there's not going to be a terribly huge amount to to this because, uh, I mean, I can give you my top five right now while you pull up your list here. Because, I mean, these are the ones that I have seen. I have not seen all of the Josh Hartnett movies. Sadly, some people might say, but... Uh, <laughs> I feel like I've seen all the good ones. I'm gonna Let's... I'm gonna start yeah, I'm gonna start it off with uh 30 days of night. That's probably good my, choice. That's probably my, my number that's my number five one. Uh that's number, a good one. Number four will be Halloween H2O. Hell yeah. <laughs> number three will be Black Hawk Down. Number two would be Sin City. I feel like we're gonna have a lot of overlap. And number one would be the faculty. Oh, good list, man. Like I said, those are the only five that I've seen. So <laughs> probably, probably the best ones. Like I said, I feel like we're gonna have a uh, a lot of overlap. Um, the only really difference, my number five, uh, Pearl Harbor, which was a. Uh, Still kind of cheesy, sappy World War II movie, but uh, I love my World War II movie, so that's my number five. Uh, number four, Black Hawk Down. Much better war movie for history fans. If you if you enjoy Josh Hartnett and history, pick Black Hawk Down over Pearl Harbor. <laughs> it is not a World War II movie, though. Not World War II, no. It is uh, uh, Bosnia or Sarajevo. I forget which one. I believe it was Somalia, actually. Oh, Somalia. There you go. I get my third world countries that we meddle in militarily confused. Yeah, it is Somalia. Uh, okay. Still a good film. I recommend it. Um, number three, I'm going with 30 Days of Night. Uh, great vampire flick. Kind of different take on it. It's a fun one. Vampire movie in uh, Alaska, I believe. Yes, because in the winter there, they get essentially a month-long uh, time where there is no daylight. Yes. Which is why the vampires chose their town, because they could uh, live freely. Right. Smart thinking by the vampires, right? Like, <laughs> why wouldn't you go there during their, uh, whatever you call it, winter solstice? That's that's a good move. Um Number two 
Let's go with uh, the faculty. And number one, Sin City. So, uh, <laughs> very similar list. Yep. So, there's our And we're dudes. Five. We're dudes, so we're, we're going to skew towards, like, action. Yeah. Action movies. He's probably got some great rom-coms, but I haven't seen those. Neither have I. <laughs> <laughs> well, outside of that, uh, let's dive back into the real world, huh? How how was? Can we get an Adepticon update? Uh, we can. Um, yeah, it was a it's fantastic uh, weekend. Uh, I think they said ended up saying there was sixty five hundred. Uh, paid attendees for the weekend, which is uh, a pretty big, <laughs> I, I guess it's a, it's a pretty, probably, uh, well, I think last year was 5,100. So, I mean, if you, if you talk about adding 1,400 people, um, that gets to be, you know, quite a bit. It was very, very, very busy, very crowded. Yeah, I bet with that many people. And uh, I got to see a few people that I know, um, not just from the gaming world, but from from other areas of the world as well. So uh, the other the other Scott was there from our hometown, and then uh, also Doran was there. So I got to see those guys for a minute. Oh, nice. Nice. I had a I had another buddy who went there. He did the, uh, I think he did the Marvel Crisis Protocol event or something. Okay. Who was did that? You that one. I did not. Uh, his name's uh, Joey. He's a friend of Tom's that also games. Okay. I I had signed up for a couple Marvel Crisis Protocol events, but. Uh, they never really gave out any sort of information for it, so I ended up dropping those events because, well, when you don't know if things are going to be provided or anything like that, and it, it gets a little bit difficult to... Um, sure. <laughs> to, it, it gets... To, it gets difficult to plan because I mean, like I tried to reach out to them, I guess about a month before to figure out what was going on. You know, like what do we need to bring our own models for this? If we do need to bring our own models, how many points do we need to bring? You know, like just try to figure out like basic stuff to actually play the game. And uh, cause it was just some, just some event games then, then it, then it was that I had signed up for. So, um, I sent the creators of the game who said who the website said was the tournament organizers. I sent them a message asking about that, and they just said, "Hey, we don't run those games at the convention. You need to talk to the convention. We just make the game." So then I me I messaged the convention, and I didn't hear back from them at all. So I gave them. <laughs> I gave them about a week after I emailed them asking whether, you know, just to try and get more information on it. Didn't get any, so I dropped it. <laughs> sure. 
sounds like uh was a kind of a hassle <laughs> and it and it absolutely shouldn't have been you know all they would have had, I, I had three questions and just getting point, getting the finger pointed everywhere but where you know but asking my question or answering my questions kind of annoyed me at that point so i just said well screw it i'll just drop it and won't worry about it then sure communication is important in relationships and conventions business <laughs> damn right so yeah i mean nothing nothing terrible you know, nothing that's going to be like at that point that I would not still go because they have they just today announced the dates for next year. So um, if you want to go next year, the dates are, are up. Registration won't start until uh, probably like November. That this this last year registration didn't start till January, but normally it's it's november so if anybody wants to attend, what would you say uh what was the highlight for you um i had a lot of fun i played in one event for a game called Frostgrave, um and uh, i had a very one of my very weak characters Decided he was going to fight off a possessed bear. So. <laughs> it's a good moment. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, there was four of us on, on, that were playing in that game. I played with actually three other guys from Minnesota that I had never met before. So that that was a lot of fun. Those guys were, were fun to play with. They all knew each other, but I was, I was a random guy that got added to the table. So. Sure um yeah great great opponents um had a lot of fun playing with those guys but yes they were not happy with my apothecary who decided to fight off a bear <laughs> <laughs> for in, in the, the, the we did two games the first game he killed a templar with his stick and then in the second game he fought off a bear twice with his <laughs> stick so i like epic moments like that yeah, it's it's a very beer and pretzels game that is a lot of lot of fun. Uh, it's almost like a, it's more of a campaign style game than it is like a, a tournament competitive game, which is why I like it so much more than most of the other stuff. It's the only event I signed up for, obviously, sure. with after having the whole snafu with the crisis protocol stuff. None of us. Um, guys that go really play anything super competitively so we pretty much just played in event games we we didn't even spend that much time they have two hotels now they they have expanded to having the event at two hotels and we spent most of our time at wow. the second all of our events were at the second hotel at the smaller location which was a lot better than ha having to go deal with six thousand people <laughs> sure what uh, what was the best thing you ate? Uh, I ate the Brugeria burger from Kuma's Corner. It was probably the best thing that I ate. Um, we did, uh, what was it? I had some, Thursday I had some chicken tacos from a place called City Works Grill. Friday for lunch, we had Kuma's Corner, which if you like metal music, horror movies, and good ham good burgers, that is a place to visit. <laughs> 
Um, then Saturday, what did we do Saturday? Oh, Saturday we went to this Miller's Tap House, which was kind of a complete shit show. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, there were there were 11 of us. And we said we didn't mind splitting up into smaller groups. And they told us that, you know, like, okay, well, we, we've got a table that's big enough for everybody. We can get you all in at one at one group as one group. It'll take about a half hour. Well, 45 minutes after that half hour was up, we were finally able to, to get a seat, get our oh, table. <laughs> so we left for Miller's Tap House, which is 10 minutes from the hotel at like 630-ish. And we got back to the hotel after 9 o'clock. <laughs> Um, and then uh, Sunday, we got Lou Malnati's pizza. I just went and picked that up and brought that back to the hotel so everybody could kind of sit and relax at the hotel. And then on Monday, on our way home, we stopped at the Brat House Grill in Lake Delton, Wisconsin. Sounds like good eating, man. It was a good, it was a great weekend. Um, the only thing that I would change, yeah, would be the the Miller's Tap House thing, which, I mean, the food was fine. It was just the like hour and fifteen minute wait when we said we were perfectly fine splitting into smaller groups, which we probably could have gotten in and out of there in an hour. Right, right. If they would have actually split us into smaller groups. <laughs> so. Well, there's my alarm to pay my tolls to for Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, they have tolls over there. Yep. How do you handle that? Do you just uh, just pay online? Interesting. Put in, put in my my license plate, and then uh, it'll tell me how much I owe. It should be like I don't know. I think it's like ten, twelve bucks, something like that. It's not that bad. Okay. That's pretty slick. Last time, in Florida had them, and I'm, I don't know, I'm just old school. I would just bring change. It's probably a dumb way to do it. They actually don't have um, the toll booths open anymore. Oh, it's all electronic? You either, yeah, you either get the iPass or you uh, go online and, and pay after. Is what I'm trying to do right now, but it's not. Apparently, I don't remember my password for it. So, <laughs> yeah, Florida. If you were, I didn't go through them that often in my uh, normal routine, so I never got the. Uh, they had just said something you could stick to your window, but every so often I'd have to do it, and I'd just bring a bunch of quarters. Just <laughs> probably very inefficient, but when you only go through them, you know, at once every few months. Not a big deal. Oh, there we go. I got it. Okay, why does it tell me I have no open tolls? But I know I do. Well, whatever. I'll, I'll as long as I'm on here, I will. I will get that in a minute here. So, yeah, that's really all I got. You know, I mean, I don't really have anything else. Uh, too much. You had a comedy show, right? 
I did, yeah, yeah. I did a show on Friday. I mean, went real well. Went real well. I did 20 minutes, which is the high end of what I typically do, but uh, quite a successful show. Tried some, threw some new stuff in there, which is always risky. That that went pretty well. Had uh, a couple of people ask for my take pictures with them after the show. I had a couple of people buy me drinks. So that's the real test of whether they like it or not. <laughs> yeah. People will say they like it, and then they'll walk away just to be nice. But if they're like, hey, man, let me buy you some drinks, that's how you know. That was a lot of fun. That was at the Gopher Hole in uh, West Duluth. And they do a show about every other Friday, and they uh, kind of rotate their talent. But uh, so far, it's been pretty successful. Sounds good. Yeah, that's... Uh oh, now they got me here. <laughs> Were you paying your tolls and they're trying to screw you? No, um, I've I've got it here, but there's nothing. I don't know. What they're trying to. I don't know what they're trying to do here. <laughs> they're saying I don't have any open tolls. I was just like, what? Well, they're pretty slow, man. Maybe. Well, it says you have 14 days to pay them online. So, like, I don't know what. Like, the last time I got a parking ticket in Duluth, it took him a week before it showed up and I was able to pay it online. Yeah, and I mean, and I've been home since Monday, so... I don't know what the hell they're doing. Don't know what they're doing. All right, well, I'll have to go, go double-check my license plate, make sure I got it right, but I'm pretty sure I got it right. So, you got any upcoming shows? Uh, let's see. Uh, from the day this is releases, uh, about a week from that, I'll do one in uh, Two Harbors, which is April 8th. Harbor right. Rail, Two Harbors, Minnesota, which is a dinner comedy. Always interesting. Yeah. Anybody we know there, or you got just local people? Local people. Randall Reed, he's out of the Twin Cities. He's the headliner. I'm, uh, I'm hosting the show. All right. So, so do, do a few minutes between at the beginning and then between sets. Yeah. Yep. I've done it before. It's a, it's a fun venue there that I've worked with. They do uh not real huge seats, only about 40 something, but they're a $50 ticket. Cause you get a meal with the show. So sure. Those tend to sell less and last time it sold out. So hopefully we get that again. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's uh, a stuff 
to that people want stuff to do up there. Right, right. That's what we found last time. <laughs> Not a lot of options on the North Shore, especially uh, winter and, and spring. Yeah. <laughs> I did see uh, they have Craig Gass is at the New Hope Cinema Grill this weekend. Start, I guess starting tonight. This is Thursday. But by the time this comes out on Saturday, he will still be there for a couple more nights. So he's very funny, impressionist. Um, oh yeah, I'm not. Uh, I haven't heard of him, but uh, he does. Uh, well, he was on. He was on the radio this morning. Um, he does uh, Al Pacino, Gene Simmons, Tom Arnold. <laughs> Some Arnold stuff. He 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 does a lot of work with. Uh, he does. I guess I don't know a lot of work, but he does. A, he does some work with the Howard Stern show as well. He's one of their impressionists. He's hmm. very very funny. I'll just check him out. Absolutely, you should. Yeah. If you think Frank Caliendo is a good impressionist, you should, you'll, you'll enjoy Craig Gas. <laughs> But yeah, beyond that, I don't know. I guess I don't really have anything more to cover. You got anything more? No, that's all that uh, for my real life. All right. Well, I guess we got a couple. Yeah, we got a couple weeks for March of the Machine to come out yet, so it'll be good to keep going with that Phyrexian stuff. Oh yeah, man. We'll do a we'll do top list then. All right. Sounds good. And on that note, since we don't have anything else going on, this is Scott the Beauty. Signing off for the Beauty and DeGeest podcast, where we watch movies so you don't have to. Bye, folks.